0: To RX Rounds, a podcast that focuses on health education in the Caribbean community. I am your host, Alandra Mitchell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to RX Rounds. This is another really great episode in our COVID 19 series. And today's guest is no stranger to the show. This is Denise Chisant-Johnson. She's a clinical psychologist. Thank you so much for coming back and chatting with us in this very strange time.
1: Yes, thank you for having me again.
0: Absolutely. So we're talking about COVID-19. And I know you're in Trinidad. So you're familiar with some of the changes that have been happening over there. But it's happening all across the Caribbean. There have been shops closing down. A lot of folks are getting anxious. Do you think this is a new stressor for individuals like this is going to cause some major physical and psychological problems for people?
1: Yeah, it definitely, definitely is a, a new stress. I don't think any of us have ever really experienced a pandemic of this scale. And, you know, humans generally really like the idea of certainty, you know, the idea of feeling in control. Mm-hmm. And when things feel really out of control, it increases those feelings of fear and worry and panic. And you know it's normal and helpful to some extent to respond in this way in like emergency circumstances, but definitely that fear of the unknown is is very peaked for a lot of people. So yeah, definitely a new stressor that we're
0: not used to. Right, and a huge adjustment. I mean, I just mentioned. Um, Government officials are asking folks to practice social distancing, you know, trying to stay out of large groups, keeping congregation at a minimum, Um, schools are being closed, workplaces are being closed, bars, you know, you mentioned uh, recreational facilities being closed down. Mm -hmm. What impact do you think these changes are going to have on the mental state?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this is a big shift for, I think, everybody. Kids, adults, businesses, across the board, people are dealing with a lot right now. We, in addition to just fears around your health, you know, fears around your loved ones, our vulnerable elder people, people with pre-existing conditions, um, is also fears of you know how we're gonna live in these times. There are a lot of financial fears that are coming up because in having businesses closed down, that means people are going to be making less money than they're used to. We have concerns around um, your mood, just feeling very low mood, feeling hopeless or sad. Some people are just feeling apathetic to the whole situation. You know, they just don't care you know maybe burying their heads in the sand a little bit and all of this is kind of culminating in these feelings of just being on edge you know just this irritability and being very short with with each other you know so it's having huge impact across the board and one thing that I don't think we're thinking a lot of is how this is impacting the kids Mm -hmm. um Definitely. I think the the feel and it's like a very Caribbean thing when we talk about kids being out of school. The first thing you think of is, you know, oh, my gosh, my children aren't going to be getting this academic learning. You know, you're yeah. thinking that they're going to be out of school. What about exams? What about um, SEA common entrance and just very real concerns from parents on that end but also we have to be considerate of the emotional side of it too you know um, it's that all of these feelings that we're feeling as adults our kids are feeling And you, think, you know really young ones they mightn't be noticing but even down to like the two-year-olds they're noticing that there's a change here they're noticing that there's a shift and I think it's important for us to to attend to those feelings in our kids as well
0: yeah and I think about this being specifically more impactful in West Indians because we're such a community community-based group of individuals you know we're used to being in large um, gatherings even amongst family we're very much tight-knit as we would Mm -hmm. say Mm
1: -hmm. and I think we're very touched you, know, you greet people by hugging and kissing. So I think even just this idea of not having physical contact with each other is a big shift for us. Um, you know, just this waving or giving an elbow nudge or <laughs> I think seeing that shift in um greeting has been something. And I think it's something to keep in mind in, especially our our Caribbean touchy-feely society.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we also hear some crazy stories about the erratic purchasing that people are doing, you know, buying out toilet paper and cleaning out the grocery stores. These are very specific behaviors associated with psychological changes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's definitely when we have this heightened sense of panic, people lose the ability to, you know, think clearly and really be mindful of one another and each other's needs and just take like having compassion with one another. So with the erratic buying and the wiping out of hand sanitizers, I think people need to be able to take a step back you know, and realize that one, you don't need to clear out the shelf. There's mm-hmm. enough for everybody. And two, in the absence of some of these things that you think are, are vital, you can survive, you can use soap and water instead of hand sanitizer. Yeah. There, there's really no logical reason for you need you to have like bales and bales of toilet paper. <laughs> Is that yeah. you're, your usual monthly supply would probably be be fine. But when we have this, this rushed panic buying, it's really fueled by that uncertainty coming back to that idea. You know, people just don't know what to do and don't know what to expect. So they expect everything and right. then become very erratic in their behaviors. So I think we really need to emphasize this idea of Taking a pause, taking a step back, um, making lists, making you know rational decisions with our purchases, rational decisions with our interactions with each other, um, being mindful as well that because one of the things that I've been hearing a lot is, oh, you know, I'm healthy, I'm fine, I'll be okay, and this very kind of individualistic idea that. You know, I have a good immune system. I'm healthy. I don't have any pre-existing conditions. I could manage having this this um this virus. But mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people are forgetting is that it is our social responsibility responsibility to be our brothers keeper. Mm-hmm. In that yes, we as individuals as healthy, you know, under 30 somethings are going to be okay. But we have to think about how we are transmitting to those who are more vulnerable and those who might have pre-existing undiagnosed conditions and just that space of being respectful of one another. This idea that in taking care of yourself and your physical health, you're in fact taking care of your community as well um, is an important idea to, to focus in on.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I I can't drive home enough with this virus is that even those who are asymptomatic can still transfer the virus to others, which is why we're asking to practice social distancing. People really don't want to see you secluded to your homes, we just want to be able to avoid this virus from being transferred to so many individuals and it spreads pretty fast.
1: I was just thinking, you said this idea of just being isolated in your home. And I think one of the things that's worth bringing up is this idea of being this social isolation. What does it mean, you know, this -hmm. social distancing? And I think it's important to realize that just because you are alone at home or with your family at home it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't communicate with others on the outside. This is a very unique time for us to be able to um, create very tight-knit bonds, you know, even if we're using these virtual spaces um, of connecting with one another, you
0: know? You know, as you mentioned that, I was thinking about um, some of the other things that we could do. I mean, because we're not completely confined to the home we're just asked not to congregate so maybe going on um some sort of adventure walk you know there's a lot of places in the Caribbean that's very open there's a lot of scenery um I know in Trinidad because I'm from South San Fernando Hill is always there you know doing Mm -hmm. things like that outdoors and really enjoying what we have in nature because being caribbean is like that's one of the best things there is about being from the caribbean you know
1: yeah and i realized that it's not like when we were younger you know when we're younger we're outside so much you know we go ride bikes or go climb a tree or something but our kids now they they are mesmerized when you take them outside i took (laughs) my my kid on a walk the other day and we spent Literally almost five minutes just looking at a leaf. But just going on these walks with your kids is really special. And it doesn't have to be a you know, get in your car and drive to go to the savannah or go down to San Fernando Hill or go somewhere. Literally if you take a walk down your streets, that is something. Um, I don't know how often, um, unless you're one of the traveling of the population, but there's a big chunk of us who literally haven't walked down our streets in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. unless you have a dog or you have other reasons to. But just taking some time outside, go and play in the yard, um, even if no matter how small the space is. Go and you know sit outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, be outside with them, and enjoy that time. Um, yeah. Enjoy that time with your partner. Enjoy that time with your children, and. Just take a break.
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about some of those uh, opportunities for you to reduce stress in this situation while we're doing social distancing. I um, think
1: the first first thing that you know we have to think about is what we are allowing ourselves to consume on social media, the amount of time that we're spending, um, you know, just gathering information. Information is all well and good. But we need to be mindful of what kind of information we're getting. Yes. You know? Um, because in again, in times of uncertainty, the first thing you want to do is get information, right? You go in on Facebook, you go in online, and you click in all over the place. And that in itself is a huge, huge provocation of anxiety and feelings of worry because. When you're exposed to too much, there's such a thing as information overload. Yeah. It becomes your primary um, point of attention. And if you're buried in all of this information, it's hard for you to lift your head up and see, you know, what else is going on around you. So definitely a point of coping with all of this is limiting the amount of superfluous information that you're getting, you know? Make sure that the information that you're getting is from reputable sources. So the World Health Organization, the Ministries of Health, um, PAHO, you know, all of these these credible spaces, yeah. <laughs> you know? We're not going on BuzzFeed and, and citing whatever articles as our points of reference. Right. <laughs> mindful of that.
0: Yeah. And one of the things the World Health Organization talks about specifically, as you mentioned, is this infodemic that is going around where just mass amounts of information and a lot of it is not credible, as you talked about. So going to the reputable sources is probably the best way to reduce your stress in the situation and try to limit the amounts of it that you do, as you said earlier, too.
1: Definitely. So moving on from this idea of just this inflammation glut that we see and going on you can't open your any form of social media without seeing something going on (laughs) Mm -hmm. about this virus but i think it's definitely worthwhile to um use this time to connect through different things you know play board games with your kids and your family um If it is that you're living on your own, connect and reach out in a more meaningful way through calls, text, Internet. They're really um, I think that this is a, a fun time for us as an adult, as adults to play a little bit more. You know, we have a lot more downtime now, even if it means that you're working from home. You don't have this commute in and out of the office. You have more free time on your hands so use this time to you know play free up a little bit connect with your 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 friends in a more meaningful way have conversations play board games you know pick up a new hobby find you know something that you were very interested in doing but just haven't had the time to be able to so using this space as a point of reconnecting with yourself reconnecting with your loved ones I think it's a very unique opportunity that we have right now and in doing that we're definitely going to be shifting our attention and our focus away from the scary unknown Yeah? yeah using a little bit of this time to reflect you know on your life reflect on some of these things that you might might have been avoiding dealing with or you mightn't have had the time to deal with. I know one of the big things I'm catching up on is folding laundry. So <laughs>
0: that's
1: my my thing that I ignore. I'm very grateful for my time. Yeah. To be able to attend to some of these tasks and these chores that kind of get shoved aside in a normal day-to-day rush. There's this practice called mindful action. That I think is something that is often overlooked. And it's really this space of being completely attentive to whatever task it is that you're doing and not letting all of the bustle and the noise on the outside distract you. And one thing that I love, I love that they're telling people to wash their hands so much because that in itself is mindfulness in practice. Yeah. (laughs) Pay attention when you're washing your hands. Use it as a point of pause in your day. Focus on, you know, sudsing up all of the crevices and all of the spaces and the ways that we're being told to wash our hands. And just be mindfully present as you're doing it. I think that that's such a unique opportunity to just focus on your mental health and your own self-care.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And especially as we're transitioning into kind of the unknown because Mm -hmm. we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation and how bad it's going to get because all of the organizations are just saying it's going to get worse before it gets any better Mm -hmm. so these are some really good tips for us to take well to keep home because we're already at home (laughs) already And, you know, try to practice. And I really like that you said take up a new hobby because I myself have started writing, um, being at home a little bit more than I usually am. Mm -hmm. So uh, anything else you want to share with us about just trying not to be too bothered by this COVID-19 pandemic that's going on?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing, I think, just for your own psychological well-being, your own mental health is to not allow yourself to get immersed in this this virus you know our news media is doing a really good job of, of giving almost more than 24 hour coverage yeah of this so you know what's going on but don't stay there take your head out of it for a minute and realize that the world is continuing, life is continuing in a different way, but it's continuing. I think us with kids have an amazing opportunity to just really reconnect with them and appreciate them and we don't have enough time in the day to really play, you know, with our kids. And I think in this this space of being home with my my son it's just been really lovely and getting this chance to play. Yeah. You know. It's not a structured activity. It's not, you know, trying to get him to eat or to bathe or, you know, all of these (laughs) things, but it's really just these fun, let's sit down and color. And I think for them, that space is what's going to bring comfort for them. Realize that they reflect, our kids reflect a lot of what we're feeling. So Mm -hmm. We need to be able to take care of ourselves so we can take care of them. We need to be able to reassure our kids that they're safe, that they have adults around them who are taking care of them, letting them, giving them the opportunity to talk about their worries, you know. Um, don't shut them down, because as West Indian parents, we do that quite often. Eh? It's like you yeah. come into talking about something, you're saying, hey, don't ask me no questions, just do what I say. Mm-hmm. or you know it's like hey, don't don't feel that way don't shake it off but really it's it's something special for kids to to and adults and eh? I say in kids adults need this too but just to be able to talk about your worries not in a way that you're expecting anybody to to fix it for you
0: but mm-hmm. getting
1: some voice what you're feeling is very helpful in just being able to reconcile it and move, move away from the feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so good chatting with you again, Denise. I'm really happy we were able to talk a little bit about the psychological effects of this situation.
1: Thank you again for having me. I'm always here. And I think one thing I I didn't mention (laughs) is that um, a lot of the psychologists, both locally and in the Caribbean region, we're switching to being able to have online practice. So if it is that you're struggling, don't think that because we're um, social distancing that help isn't accessible that um, you can have access access to online therapy and online services uh, through video call, through audio call, whatever you're comfortable with, it's being facilitated. So don't think that if it is you're struggling mentally, that you have to do it alone.
0: So remind our listeners how they can get on to you or reach out to you, especially now that we- they have a lot more time
1: <laughs> yes so i you can find me on instagram at tt psych and also on facebook uh, denise jatan johnson clinical psychologist so you can look out for me on those places there um, also i will have a list of other resources that could be available as well on those pages
0: awesome Well, thanks again. So it's good chatting with you. Thank you. Fear and anxiety around this disease can be very overwhelming. Pay attention to your emotions and the emotions of your children and loved ones, and seek help if you're having difficulty coping with the changes occurring with this virus. For more information about today's guest, Denise Chita-Johnson, please visit our website, rxrounds.com. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. See you next time.